Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Well, remember that time I came over here and I had like wires coming out of my chest like I was wearing a suicide yeah, vest? Yeah, I remember the it suicide It was like a vest. heart monitor. <laughs> well, I'm like a jalopy with the wheels falling off oh. and now I've got like these foot problems and I'm going to be here next week probably with a, my foot in a boot Oh, because I have to have foot surgery and I don't know, it's just, it's like I woke up today and I realized our entire economy is engineered to make us feel like deranged water buffaloes on <laughs> January 2nd. <laughs> yeah, I wake up, I mean, I had a birthday recently and I thought I would feel old after that and it was okay. But like maybe like the new year I just woke up and I'm like, man, I'm old. Everything hurts. Yeah. And you're like um, menopausal in your shorts right now. <laughs> Brian's wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts. In like the, like and I've cold. changed shirts like five times today. Okay. The wheels are coming off this country. <laughs> this is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Okay, Rachel, happy new year. Happy new we year had a to blast you. last uh, last episode. We did the two th- best of 2018, worst of worst 2018. Of 2018. Yeah. And uh, we had a blast. We got great response to it, but we did get a lot of concern, people on social media who were worried about our, our health and well being. Our health. I, I don't, I can't <laughs> speak for our mental health, but we're, we're well, okay. We're, we were laughing so hard that we seem to be gasping for oxygen. Yes. And we're here to assure you that we are absolutely fine. We're back. We're ready for another we're fine. year. We're not laughing anymore. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> That'll last about, well, that didn't even last right there. Okay. So how was your New Year's Eve? What did you do? We went to the epicenter of New Year's Eve <laughs> festivities, which is Westchester, New York, to our friend's place, the Azratis. That's where Serpentessa lives. <laughs> yes. We could Did have gotten a boa constrictor serpent. back massage. But instead, we went to our friend's place for dinner. There were a bunch of kids there. And uh, AJ, of course, was there and wanted to stay up and watch the ball drop. Oh. And I did not think he was going to make it. But all of the kids sat on the couch and watched it. And he was very disappointed. Oh, no. That's it's supposed know. to be thrilling. It's supposed to be thrilling, but it's like sometimes they cut away and like it's it just sort of slowly lowers and it's not as big of a deal as you would think. No, and then there's like Jenny McCarthy and Ryan Seacrest. Like, could they find nobody else? Well, they have to go to their base. They have to go to the, the anti-vaxxers contingency because <laughs> okay. they really come out and party on New Year's Eve. I mean, how many people said no before they asked Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> like, is she on like a short list for something? Like, she is on a very the bottom of a I, very, I very long list. I don't understand. And then on that was on ABC. And then on NBC, there was Chrissy Teigen. Or Teigen. Ty- no, I think let's it's just Teigen. call her Teigen. It's, and John Legan. I hereby declare it's <laughs> Teigen. I don't care. And Carson Daly. Who, yes, like, another up-and-coming The star. 90s called and asked for their TRL. host back. Um, Backstreet Boys were... The, right. They, they are actually they were back. Performing. Backstreet's back. All right. Um, so I generally do love Chrissy Teigen, um, and I don't know if there's ever, like, a context in which to discuss vaginal steaming, but probably, like, <laughs> the NBC <laughs> New Year's Eve broadcast is not it. I don't she know. She talked about her, like, her own vaginal steaming? Her own vaginal steaming. What is steam- the context? I like, mean, there's thousands of people in Times Square, and let I don't know what we should talk about? That's how she, like, I guess she was talking about her, like, self-care New Year, regimen. New Year, New Year, New Vagina. New Year, 
steaming. Well, good for her. I mean, I'm not judging her doing that, but like, is that really the time in the <laughs> I am because it's it's a quack practice. Oh, it's not a real thing. It's well, it's like a goop sanctioned, ridiculous treatment that's actually detrimental to. Oh, really? The it's like of, putting rare gems in your like vagina. It's like a jade egg. A jade egg yes. in your vagina. And but steaming, do you use like an iron, like a steaming, like, like a, a dry like cleaner? Like a steam bath that you sit over. And she posted like an Instagram photo of herself Must sitting over. Must be moisturizing the, at least. Maybe it's moisture. Maybe it feels nice. I don't <laughs> know. Do you need a moist? It's like uh, a okay, bidet. No, we're not going there. <laughs> I guess it's like a bidet. Maybe. <laughs> Betraying my lack of knowledge about. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't mind her talking about her, her vagina. I feel like that's a fine topic to but discuss. But also, did AJ hear this? He might have. He's too young. He doesn't to know. know what but this people is. like parents were up in arms because they were like, "I don't want my pa- my child hearing about." Well, to be fair, I mean, I'm no, like, okay. I'm no like I'm no like family research council, but you know, <laughs> keep it clean for New Year's Eve. It's for a family Eve, friendly is, yeah, affair. Okay. Fine, that's okay. But people were losing their minds. But that wasn't even the worst thing that happened to her. At like the stroke of midnight, yes. she went to embrace Leslie Jones, you know, the SNL comedian. Great comedian, yes. Um, and Leslie Jones had this clear umbrella. And I'm always scared of this when I see someone <laughs> like with an umbrella. And the, Any umbrella? They're scary. The They're corner scary of it like went right into her eye. Into Leslie Jones's in, or Chrissy's? Chrissy's eye. Her poor eye was left Did she have, like, in a, the middle of Times Square. <laughs> detached like popped out like the maybe the ball didn't drop but christy eyeball eyeball dropped (laughs) so she got injured poorly choreographed poorly directed uh affair and they'll have a new showrunner for next year i i certainly hope so and then like the the program was mocked for cutting away just before midnight showing a local celebration (laughs) at a hotel with 12 people in attendance (laughs) because nothing says new year's eve like an empty hotel ballroom so it's not just christy's fault it's NBC. Stick to your knitting. Yeah, do you remember Stick. that time when Mariah Carey, last year, the year before, when Mariah Carey fucked up? Oh, she had uh, a total meltdown. She had a meltdown. Like, no, t- you know, black out the TV on New Year's Eve. Be with your friends or be with whoever you want to be with. And just like, why Why do we watch TV? Why do we? Wh- yeah, we shouldn't watch TV no, on New Year's Eve. No, turn off the TV. No just screens. shut down. No. No screens. And for 2020, I feel like maybe a cannonball should launch out of a steaming <laughs> vagina for New Year's. That'll please everybody. The kids. Chrissy Tiger. Depends, depends whose vagina it is. And if, if it's not on TV... It didn't if a happen. vagina explodes in the woods and nobody's there, did it, did it really happen? No. No. Now, surely there are still like fancy balls, like New Year's balls <laughs> and events to go to. Yes. Great transition, Brian. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I found okay. this item here. So, um, yes, there was a an event held in New York, uh, we read about this in the New York Post, uh, called the Illuminati Ball. And uh, it's a woman named Cynthia Von Bueller, not to be confused with Klaus Von, von Bueller, Bueller or, of or or Jeremy Irons. <laughs> but so by day... Cynthia Von Bueller is a Newbery Medal winning illustrator. I guess the Newbery Medal is For children's like, books, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very prestigious. Um, and she's a children's book author. But by night, 
She throws Illuminati balls with scantily clad fire breathers, contortionists, guests in masks and bustiers, and dancing men in bondage bikinis. Oh, okay. That sounds like a New York, like, edgy kind of thing. That's not so scandalous. No, no, no. But so she threw an Eyes Wide Shut style New Year's Eve blowout, and it was for 800 guests at the Whalen. I guess that's a hotel or something. Who Who knows? And people from all over the world shelled out. $200 200 to 400 dollars per ticket. Okay. Came from That's all very of it. very cost efficient. Yeah, but the things <laughs> at this event, I don't know if you would necessarily I'm very open-minded. Let's hear. Want, you want to get your money's worth. So there was <laughs> yes. a there was a human cake with um a model's face, hands and feet sticking out of a body-shaped dessert. And a swimming mermaid in a tank. Wait, what kind of dessert? Was it like a cake with like arms and feet flailing out of it? Yes. Oh, and then you, I, sounds I don't know, delicious. I don't know how you cut the cake. Or no, you just or like, do you like engage? Do you hug the cake? You just and like, like it. I don't know. It sounds disgusting and it sounds like a vector for disease. So um, Patient zero. Patient zero. <laughs> right. Um, and so Von Bueller created her own version of the New Year's Eve ball because they didn't want to watch TV. And so it was acrobats descending from a glass dome, which is totally normal. Okay. And then there was, (laughs) what would a party be without Kamindenu, the cow goddess, and her four maidens? (laughs) Wait, they had the cow goddess? The cow goddess. How did they get the real, did they book the real one? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. In the flesh. And you she could represented milk- by CAA or? Um, IMG. <laughs> an athlete. Um, <laughs> so you could, you could milk the maiden's breasts. So oh. like it Wait, was. Wait, the cow, the cow goddess has maidens so the, had and maidens they have breasts. And you could, you can grab them and milk. This is very. No, this is gropey. This is very rapey. In a, this in is the not- time of. Me too. No. This is inappropriate. And I don't, you just don't want to like instigate that type of behavior. I and mean, who knows what on comes New next. Year's Eve. Yes. It's like, that's not the way to kick off the year. With <laughs> the little groping, a little, a little cow goddess groping. <laughs> breast milk. What milk? happens when you grab the breast? Um, milk shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> like actual lactation yeah, milk? Yeah, so there was like fake breasts that are filled with milk and then like you drink it out of a baby bottle. <laughs> just like the wine broth? <laughs> the wine broth. Put a keg of wine in your broth. That was on our end of year gift guide. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I didn't go to this event because I was in Westchester, but I mean, it's it sounds pretty wild. People go to no lengths to, uh, well, I don't know. I th- I, I sort of think it's not the worst thing it's a sort of debauchery which i'm not against but given the sort of plain vanilla fare that we get on network television despite the vaginal steaming i think a little uh debauchery is not the worst thing well, i mean but everything some has shooting to, milk because she's a you know a illustrator everything has to have a story so her theme for this was um human animal hybrids who have escaped a lab because <laughs> <laughs> nothing says 2019. That's what we need. That's the next thing. And as we say, one of our favorite theme here is humans and animals should not They mix. should not interact. They should not interact. And this is the epitome of that. So no, mm-hmm. no Illuminati ball. No Klaus von oh. Bülow. I don't want to go to your party. Sonny. Yeah. Sonny. Don't murder Sonny von Bülow. 
we're so old that we remember that. Um, but there were some, this is a time for resolutions, right? And uh, we both read this uh, op-ed in the New York Times that has been causing quite a stir. Yeah, people were losing their minds over this op-ed in the, in the Times. It was called In Search of Lost Screen Time, and it was by like a guy. Proust. Right. And it was by a guy named Paul Greenberg, who is a fellow at the Safina Center. And I was like, what the fuck is the Safina Center? Safina? Like the... The Safina, S-A-F-I-N-A. It seems to be some kind of like Fakakta Oceanography. Graphic Institute. <laughs> okay, so who else should you get your <laughs> your New Year's resolutions? Your, your self help resolutions from the Oceanographic Institute. <laughs> yeah, they describe themselves as creating an original blend of science, art, and literature that inspires a deeper connection with nature, especially the sea. Oh no. Okay. These people are fucking quacks. No, I roll. Okay, so, so what did this guy say? So I read he, it, but so t- tell, about, tell the good people so what they say. He starts out with saying, like, you know, three quarters of Americans own a smartphone, and last year they spent over a thousand dollars on their phones and spent over you know spent like 1500 hours on their phone and other mobile and what else could they do with that money in that time right so he gets into like what other things we could be doing and it points to the whole problem of new year's eve resolutions which is that it's not binary like not every single person not all of the 253 million people with smartphones are suddenly going to abandon their smartphones and start doing something else but the way the piece was written it was like it was a gimmick it was like a it was a gimmick gimmick, but it was very annoying so he says like you could circumnavigate the globe on a bicycle (laughs) or you could put the money you'd spend on a smartphone into an index fund and generate 1.3 million dollars over the course of your lifetime of course you'd be unemployed because you wouldn't have any way to communicate with your boss you couldn't look at google maps you'd like be wandering the streets like a lunatic you couldn't call your broker (laughs) right you'd have no phone you'd have no phone so you'd have like a flip phone But the worst part of the article and the thing that people were really up in arms about was that he said you could have sex 16,000 more times if you gave what each person. Right. So it's like the average part so of many, sex yeah. takes – the average sex takes five minutes 5. excluding four. excluding foreplay. Four you can't exclude the foreplay. That's part of the it's whole – like, And then you're thing. warming up and then there's maybe a shower after and that's not a fair number. So and like, it's also contextually so – I, I contest the methodology I just, there. I don't think it's like you can't <laughs> – Substitute <laughs> being on the subway and not being sub- on your phone right. with like, oh wait, I can have sex. I could be now. fucking right now. <laughs> like, I mean, you could be. I, I, I suppose you could be, but the but again, you wouldn't have a job. <laughs> you couldn't pay for your you one point three million bars if everybody did that. For public we would be, it would be anarchy. So this piece, this no. is a, as they say, the, those are not substitute products, as we learned in economics. Right? No, it's not one or the other. No. They have to coexist. (laughs) (laughs) Humans and technology must coexist. So no to the the lost green time in the Serafina. (laughs) Get in the sea. Get in the ocean. Okay. Shut that down. Don't play in traffic. (laughs) Now, now, um, as much as the New Year is about like New Year, New You and self-improvement, it really is like – gangbusters times for selling products, right? Because that's what they really want us to do. They want us to buy shit, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Right. And, shit um, we don't need. The shit we don't need. And um, one thing we all love <laughs> to buy is butter. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially Irish how's, butter. How's that for a transition? <laughs> right? Salty Irish butter. My favorite brand. Uh, what's your favorite brand? Kerrygold. I actually made a blackberry pie for New Year's Eve. It's a tradition, and I always use Kerrygold unsalted. Oh, yeah. I use salted. Okay, <laughs> on my omelets. It's very good in scrambled eggs. Okay. So Kerrygold. <laughs> funny you didn't mention Kerrygold. So um, one of the themes here we talk about a lot is like brands just stay in your lane. They always have these cockamamie marketing skills. Like IHOB, they were going to rename the brand extensions. Just stay in your lane. Just do what you're supposed to do. Don't you know? We don't need content from you. We don't. Okay, so this is the worst of it. So Kerry Gold has decided that they are expanding into the music business, (laughs) or at least music creation. So they have sponsored or created a Kerry Gold series of playlists on Spotify, (laughs) which you are supposed to accompany both your cooking and your entertaining. So they have very they have separate playlists for things like. Apple cheddar pie. That sounds disgusting. Coconut by the way. butternut squash soup. No, nope. and they've they've partnered up with influencers as well to promote these. Of course, um, Ellen King's Irish cream and oat scones has its own playlist. First of all, these recipes all sound disgusting. <laughs> they should just not even get into the recipe it's like the best world. Butter. You don't need to cheapen yourself with these playlists. No, no. And as much as I like it, I'm not outsourcing my musical taste to an ingredient. Like, can you imagine being at a dinner party and people are like, "Oh, what is this fabulous?" Playlist. It's a apple pie carry gold <laughs> Or what is this dish? It's a carry gold <laughs> recommended chicken. No, thank um, you. And then, like, do you need a like a playlist for every ingredient? Like, butter is sort of a supporting player in your cooking, <laughs> right? Like, it's not even a protein. It's not an entree. It's like, why don't we have like a salt play, like Morton salt playlist? <laughs> <laughs> or should we play all the playlists at once? And maybe that is okay. That so is I'm, I'm calling dish. it up right now. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to see what kind of music is on this. Yeah, what is um, this? Let's see. Well, why don't, I, why don't I go see Ellen King's Irish Cream and Oat Scones? Okay. What <laughs> could you only, possibly do only, while making there's those? There's only seven <laughs> songs on it. Um, okay, Bon Iver, I've heard of that. Uh, other things I've never heard of. Uh, oh, Sigur Ross, I've heard of. Ludovico Iniudi, uh, Ad Regnum, Tarantella. Uh, this is ridiculous. Who's curating these lists? Ellen King, I guess. Oh, oh the, the maker <laughs> of the scone? The, yeah. Here's a, here's a playlist for uh, Alison Roman's veg, Vegetable Gratin. Oh, she, ha- she has Everything She Wants by Wham. Oh, that's a good song. That's a really good song. And Out of Touch by Hall & Oates. Okay, well, I like Alison Roman's. It's, it's distracting, though. <laughs> How are you supposed to cook if you're dancing around the kitchen? <laughs> so, Carrie Gold, stick to I don't even know how many, how many, this has like two followers on this playlist. What do they expect? They probably have an entire team of social media, quote, experts working on They're this. They're probably spending thousands on, on this On their social initiative. media agency to get this done. And it's terrible. Carry gold fucking call music. Us. Call, call us. us. We have a better idea. <laughs> Anything is a better idea. People do not want to hear. We your love music. your product, and we're very passionate <laughs> users of it. And we have better ideas. <laughs> okay. They say it's uh, some playlists are lively, others are romantic, and help set the mood for group and intimate meals alike. Okay. Speaking of intimate meals <laughs> and romance. <laughs> speaking of romance. Um, Let's go across the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and do a little update on uh, the state of love in Japan. (laughs) It's really innovative. It really is. People are crawling up the world. We get tweets every week asking, but but Brian and Rachel, what's happening with love in Japan? (laughs) (laughs) 
And we are experts. And we are here to tell you about it. Yeah. So we talked in the past about a woman who married a chandelier. Yes. And there were other people who were marrying and divorcing. People who married ghosts. ghosts That's right. And had affairs with (laughs) other ghosts. Yes. (laughs) And there's a new form of love that has been discovered in Japan. It's been discovered. Yeah. My my sister sent me a link to this article with no comment, probably knowing that I (laughs) would discuss it. (laughs) No. And no in, attribution. It was in CNN, actually. It was on CNN. Oh, yeah. fake news. And um, right, um, Akihiko Kondo. I don't know if not this person is Marie related Kondo. to Marie. Kondo. <laughs> Possibly. Who has a new Netflix series? Yes. Um, maybe this person will Can't be wait. on it. Yes. Um, so this person, Akihiko Kondo, is a school administrator from Tokyo, and um, he married a hologram last week. Hologram. <laughs> 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 In a. In a wedding with 40 guests. Um, Michael Jackson could be a hologram. And wasn't Jay-Z a hologram at one point? Yeah, so why can't It's all the rage. Why can't your spouse be a hologram? So um, he actually, and it wasn't just any hologram. It was a cyber celebrity hologram named Hatsune Miku. And um, although, you know, it wasn't legally recognized. <laughs> I can't imagine why. He, he doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's, Honey Badger, don't he, give no, a shit. No, he doesn't give a fuck. And so they quoted this guy named Neil MacArthur. Wait, is it a hologram of a real person or does this person only exist as a hologram? No, it's, um, it's not even a person. It's a hologram of an anime character. Wait, so it's like meta. It's like a fantasy of a fantasy. No, but that's the thing. This so is cutting edge. So there's an expert. There's this guy, Neil MacArthur, <laughs> and he's the director of the Center for Professional and Applied Ethics at the University of Manitoba. And he said that people like this guy, Akihiko Kondo, are called second wave digisexuals. Oh. And they see technology as integral to their sexual identity. And the first wave digisexuals were using things like date dating apps to, yeah. you know, meet people and facilitate connections. And then there's a sex robot, and uh, sex brothel robots. in Texas. Right. And now second wave digisexuals do not see humans as essential to a romantic experience. Oh, so guess I think what? this is interesting. Nope. Um, no. No. <laughs> sorry. I got nothing else to say. No. 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 That is not a valid hypothesis. <laughs> do not marry a fucking hologram. Marry a love bot. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'll follow you around the house. A hologram is stationary. I, I mean, I try not to judge other people in no, their romantic judge this. decisions. No, this is the whole podcast is about judging things. If no. you're going to marry a hologram, at least have it be like Carrie Fisher in <laughs> Star Wars, you know? Like Anthony Bourdain, someone with BDE. Right, someone with BDE who's no longer among us. Right, not who, like HDE. Not like a anime hologram. No, 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 no. Nope. Shut no. it down. Shut it down. Rachel, what's next? Um, so, okay. So I want to talk about something that was not on our gift guide, but probably should have been. Okay. Well, we, we still have a 2019 one coming up in 12 <laughs> months. <laughs> right. So there's a guy, he's a 61-year-old bodybuilder from Manchester, England named Ray Houghton. And he was on a mission to tattoo his entire body okay. in time for People Christmas. People do that nowadays. Yeah. Um, and he, he really did succeed in this endeavor, except one part of his body was not oh, tattooed. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. What part wasn't tattooed? 
His penis and scrotum. So what do you I, I do? I saw that coming a mile away. Yes. So what do you do when you need to tattoo? Wait, did he did he like neglect it? Did he forget it was there? Or did he was it was he too squeamish for that? I guess it was just the cherry on top. It was just like he had tattooed everything else, and once and he the was holding was out done, for the like, he looked in the mirror and like that one, last like that last piece of pie. Yeah, it was just bothering him. It, it yes. was just too much. Normal, undesigned skin. Okay, so he decided to to correct that. Right. So what do you do when you want to tattoo your entire penis and scrotum? You wrap it around a kitchen rolling pin. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That makes no sense. What does it mean to wrap your penis around a rolling pin? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Like, crosswise? Lengthwise? Was it erect? Was it? Flaccid? and um, <laughs> Wait, how does that tattoo So it? poor um, Ray Houghton, his normal tattooist, wouldn't do it. So he had to find someone else who came up with this innovative method for holding it down <laughs> by wrapping it around a kitchen rolling pin. Oh, so it and- was to stabilize the penis while it was being... <laughs> Why does it need to be like on a round on a cylinder? Can't you just like strap it down to a surface, a solid surface? Maybe like the way the needle was <laughs> bent, or the way the no. design was. Being you created. have thirty seconds to wrap up this segment because this is terrible. Okay. Well, anyway, he, he it took four hours and it was very swollen, but now he feels twenty years younger and he could look in the mirror and see design. Wait, is that what I have to do to like reverse my menopausal arthritis? Like, just get my penis tattoo? Get a rolling pin. <laughs> no, 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 shut, no, it no. Down. shut it down, shut it down. Okay, Rachel, we're going to take a break from the nopes and we're going to hit the segment that is a new segment, but it's already become one of the most popular. This so is ask, popular. This is the Ask Nope. This is where our dear listeners write in and ask us about their conundra, the things that they cannot possibly grapple with themselves and they need our advice about. Yes, and these are often awkward situations where it could go either way, and, and normally our answer is no. <laughs> we'll see. But... There's always a possibility. <laughs> so you have a question from one of I, our super fans, right? Yes. Um, I, I got a question from an avid listener who has chosen to remain anonymous, and you will soon understand why. Um, So this person doesn't live in New York City, and she and her husband left their door open one night. Okay. And they were- Like unlocked or open? Uh, uh, Unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) Not like wide open, but they live in a small town. And so um, they were surprised. They heard a rustling, and her husband went downstairs and saw there was a random- man passed out and sleeping on their floor oh did he have like a baseball bat like a rifle did he like no he was unarmed not <laughs> not, not the guy sleeping like did the husband come down like <laughs> no no he's a very you know peaceful, peaceful gentleman, gentleman. A yes <laughs> and so he um gently awoke the guy and said um you're not in your house and he the guy <laughs> disputed that claim and <laughs> he thought said, he was in his this house. is my house and uh he said well then why is my entire family here um and that reasoning worked and he left the house and as a thank you he vomited on their stoop and they thought they would never see or hear from this man again and unfortunately they did they okay. they would see him he's their neighbor <laughs> and they had just moved to this town they would see him out with his wife and children walking around the neighborhood and now it turns out that their two sons are in the same preschool class oh, and his wife um small town problem is asking to have like a family 
play date. A play date. And she says between the drunks children and your and the the, the yes, but the the awkward thing is the elephant in the room. It's never been addressed that this person. So they're now like on familiar terms with the family, and this has never been discussed. It's never been discussed. I have the answer to this. Okay. No, <laughs> no, you must not interact with these humans. They are monsters. <laughs> I mean, and I don't care. Don't don't say the wife is innocent here. No, she's aiding and abetting a criminal. She should. They should. You're the, this listener should be calling the police, having these people thrown in jail, throw away the well, key. I do think that like in the moment it, it is scary and they could have done that, but now it's over and, and they no, didn't. No, all the more reason they can have a reasoned discussion about it and realize that this was an unacceptable <laughs> violation of their personal space. But the burden of proof is on them if no, they call the police No, this is not a court now. of law. It's not a court of law. <laughs> It's not a court martial. <laughs> like no, so, they do not have to have anything. To, what are they going to do? Send their kids to this this drunk's house where he might pass out or something? He's a serial. He might drunk. have. Listen, he might have some kind of problem, but you. Definitely- he may have some problem. I feel bad. No, I don't feel bad for him. It's his problem. It's not your. Your this listener must protect their children. Yes, this listener has. Well, I also think just don't get involved. You don't want to. You already. There's enough weird people out there, and this person is a pillar of her community. <laughs> Our listener and is a pillar. How did that happen? <laughs> a, delight, a delightful person with right. tons so of don't, friends. Don't get involved and with these degenerates. No, 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 no. That's the only shut answer. It down. Shut it down. No. Okay, here's my next item. So, um, you know, we go to great lengths to protect our borders. I have to say, as annoying as it can be sometimes at the airport, the TSA does do a very thorough job. We haven't had any major incidents in that uh in that area. And we have to say that a large part of the credit for that goes to those heroic dogs, right? right? They're the ones who sniff around for explosives and drugs and things like that. And I'm all before them. But it turns out that those dogs are not satisfactory. The TSA has decided that the dogs are um, upsetting the passengers. And the culprit is the fact that they use German shepherds who have up ears. They have pointy ears. German shepherds are so sweet. And they're intimidating people. So they've decided that their initiative for 2019 is they're going to get more floppy-eared dogs like Labradors. This is discrimination. Well, the TSA administrator who in charge of this, David uh, Pekoski, said, we find the passenger acceptance of floppy-eared dogs is just better. It presents just a little bit less of a concern. Doesn't scare children. Did they do like a focus group on this I don't something? know. How do they well, make they, this they, determination? They have, they have very strict quotas. They say by the end of the year, they're aiming for 80% floppy, 20% pointy. <laughs> <laughs> this is nonsense. <laughs> it's terrible. This is what our security <laughs> professionals are worrying about. Now, they're very clear, though, they are not firing the pointy dogs. <laughs> they're just sort of like planned obsolescence. They say, one thing we are not going to do is taking dogs offline. So they're just going to like offer them premature retirement, like, early retirement. They're going to the product. Like... <laughs> No. They're going to offer them early retirement. This is- so, I mean, it will be cute to having Labradors running around, and they say they're just as good, just as talented, but this is the worst kind of, like, affirmative action. I it mean, doesn't make any sense. It assumes things about people that are not necessarily true. Well, I don't know. They're on the front line. They're seeing children getting scared by... But why, do, why are German Shepherds scarier than... I guess it's like a psychology thing that Labradors are cuddly and German Shepherds are scary. But don't you want those dogs to be scary? They should scare the shit out of you. If you have drugs or explosives or something, you should be like, shit, I'm not going past that dog. Totally. No, this is terrible. TSA, give the... 
give the job to the best dog for the job. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do not discriminate against pointy-eared dogs. They're they're they all God's creatures. The shape of all their creatures, ears. great and small, they should all be equally loved, and they should each have an objective shot. It's a meritocracy. They should all have a shot at being the best TSA dogs they can be. Exactly. TSA, no, 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 no. Although I do hope you get paid soon too. Yes, that's terrible. <laughs> you can do whatever you want till you get paid. <laughs> Speaking of government officials that are not getting paid, NASA is not getting paid, and yet um, the people who work on the active missions are getting paid because they consider them, like, critical. Uh And we had one of the true miracles. This should have been a yup, um, but they fucked it up. This is one of the true miracles of modern science and technology. You may have heard about this. Um, This uh, orbiter thing, New Horizons, it went out. This is the one that saw Pluto. And it went to one of the, other than the Voyagers, it's the farthest thing that's ever gone from Earth. And when they're around Pluto, they notice this other thing. And it was called the the MU-69. And it's like this little block of rock and ice that's floating out another billion miles past Pluto. And they said, we're going to go for that thing. So imagine the science involved, this thing they can't even see except from like the Hubble telescope. Like, we're going to redirect and go for that thing. And believe it or not, this week, they actually did it, and they did a flyby of this thing. That's a feat of engineering. It's more than engineering. It's a feat of humanity. I mean, this is the kind of thing. Could you imagine, like, 100 years ago, imagine doing that? Okay. So here's where they went wrong in all of this. So this new object in space, the uh, 2014 MU69, they decided to have a contest to name it. Mm-hmm. online. And 34,000 names were submitted online. And there was a lot of ballot stuffing. They sort of detected when there were mass uh, attempts to like, you know, sway the results and they disqualified those. And the one that got um, tons and tons of volt, uh, votes was called Ultimate Ultima Thule. It's spelled, uh, it sounds like Ultima Thule, but it's Thule. And that's an ancient Norse myth um, so when they show those old maps and there's like creatures beyond, like here they be dragons. This was the one that was like in the coldest reaches of the world when they didn't know what it was. Right. So it's a great name for like this. Beyond like, the wall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the White Walkers. They're like all the way out there. So there were whatever, 36 finalists and there was a vote and, a vote and Ultima Thule won the finalists. Um, that which, sounds great. What's it's, wrong? It's a, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it turns out that this was a phrase that was used in the 19th century to refer to the homeland of the Aryan race oh, and God. was appropriated by the Nazis who used it frequently and incorporated it into their belief system and more recently has been adopted by the alt-right. So they they co-opted this survey, basically, this poll? Yes, they, the, they the dove the in and correctly in. assumed that nobody would know what Ultimate Thule was and suddenly it became like an alt-right thing. So I have two lessons for this. Number one, do your fucking research. If you're going to put something up for a vote, you should vet those names and a make sure. A random sample. Don't right. do an internet poll. No, no. And that, right, that's that's point number two. So do you remember that a few years ago, there was this English-British research ship, and they decided boating to put Mc it up to right, and it became Boating <laughs> McBoatface. That's how we got Brexit. That's how we got Donald Trump. Don't yeah. let people vote on no. important shit. No, do a random sample. Yes, that yes. Is- or let, it, let smart method. people, professors, figure this out. Don't like, right. no, no, this is too Don't important. Don't ask the, the people name of this what thing. they want. Tell them what they need. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> congratulations, NASA. You took one of the greatest fucking feats of modern science and you fucked it up by letting the people decide what the name is. No, no just shut, shut that down. down. Um, good luck with the rest of the voyage. I hope you find another fabulous thing out there in space. 
Here's my final item. Um, this is about, um, you know, we've covered a lot of local officials. Uh, there's, you know, Christine there's always Sheriff, our Sheriff Joe Arpaio yeah. and uh, Dennis Hoff and <laughs> all sorts of people. This is about Sheriff Ton Entricate, Todd Entrican of Etowa County, Alabama. I bet you didn't know that was a county. I did not. Or ever been there. So it turns out that there were $1.5 million in federal funds that were sent to Etowa County that were intended to feed illegal immigrants who had been detained and were housed in their detention center. And he decided to take this money. And he took half of it for himself. So uh, it was $3 million. He took $1.5 for himself and $1.5 for the general county fund so he could disperse it to like his little pet projects. He got the money. He pocketed it. And... Among the things he did, he built a $740,000 beach house for How himself. How is this legal? Okay. What? <laughs> Stand by. It, it inflicted real harm. So uh, Sanu Rajput, an Indian ci- citizen who was there and who was denied asylum, said, we used to eat what we got, porridge in the morning, bread, jam, or one or two more items each day. So he doesn't have it bad enough in this detention this center. He's terrible. eating porridge and bread and jam. Here's the kicker of all this. It was legal. It was legal. It turns out that there is a Depression-era state law that allows the sheriff to keep funds that are meant for jail food. Like, that's a law. Money that's meant for jail food— Can be kept by the sheriff? It has by law. It has to go in a check made out to the sheriff's name. And what the sheriff does with that afterwards is really up to him. Okay, this—I mean— This is terrible. Just because this is the letter of the law does not mean that it, it should be binding. No. <laughs> That's this, right. Well, the, good, the only good news here is that he lost in the Republican primary in June due to this, but he blamed it on the fake news that he had been uh, branded uh, unfairly as beach, the Beach House Sheriff. That but was not unfair. That is exactly what he is. laughing all the way to the beach house. Does he still own it? <laughs> I don't think it? they have recourse. I don't think they get to give it back and give breakfast to these poor this is, prisoners. No, this is truly There horrible. are so many layers of terrible on this. But like Sheriff Todd Entrican, you enter the pantheon of nope, despicable local Republican officials. The fish rots from the head. We know whose real fault this is. Yes. Um, but anyway, shame on you. Shame on no. you. You're the worst person of 2019. Already. Already. It's only January <laughs> Until next week. Shut it down. No. No. That has been a terrible, terrible series of events and developments we've had to report on. But now this is the part of the podcast that people like the most. It's ironic. Yes. Right? This is a podcast about terrible things. We have a lot of new listeners. They may not know how bad this podcast is, how terrible the topics we discuss. <laughs> and yet these are the things that are the most popular, the beacons of light, the little rays of hope that uh, – Keep us through the week. Uh, These are our yups. Our yups. Rachel, you want to go first? Yeah. So, you know, I've been like sort of down a rabbit hole of the Mueller investigation, listening to Mueller She Wrote and Trump Cast and all these podcasts. But there's one podcast that really takes me out of that zone and feels just like a breath of fresh air. Please tell me. breath of fresh, as they would say. (laughs) And that is um, Bitch Sesh, which is a Real Housewives breakdown. They're a breath of fresh. Yeah. And it's uh, Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. They're... You know, actors and writers. Right, it is and, technically, I listen obviously yeah. too. It's a technically a, they they brand it as a Real Housewives breakdown podcast, but it's so much more than it's that. It's So much more. It's, it's about our lives, our it, society, our philosophies. It's about truth and honesty <laughs> and wisdom, and they really get their finest living podcasters. Yeah, their finest living philosophers, really. And um, and Brian, I have a surprise for you. Yes, I got tickets uh, to see them live oh. in New York on January twenty sixth. So I hope you're going to be here. I'll make myself 
here and free. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. What a great New Year's <laughs> gift. Thank you. You're um, so that's my that's a great yup for me too. My yup is this. My yup is um, we have a lot of friends who work for newspapers. Thank God they're still in existence and on yes. paper I get some of them. And there has been there have been a, an enormous number of tweets from our friends who work at these papers saying that they are hiring. Yes, this um, is amazing. Right. So like Sewell Chan at the Los Angeles Times and people at the New York Times and the Washington Post, especially Jeff Bezos is throwing tons of money into this, and they're always saying we're looking for investigative reporters and they're hiring reporters in middle America so that we don't fuck up again and that actually report so on what important. those people write. So it's the exact opposite of what was happening, you know, four years ago when we were cutting back, which you could argue is a big part of the reason that we completely missed what was happening with Donald Trump. We need boots on the ground. We have boots on the ground. And uh, so here, I don't know who's paying for all these. Sometimes it's uh, Jeff Bezos. Sometimes it's other newspaper companies. But please keep doing it. I have to believe that it's also a sound financial move in the long run because people will pay for important content. And uh, we have to believe that. Otherwise, we're sunk. And uh, kudos to you. Yup to you guys for all hiring those uh, journalists. I hope the very best and the brightest leave the clickbait world and go actually work for established journalistic institutions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to get people who are from those areas, too, who know, like, you know, middle America, not yeah. just, like, have some New Yorker, like, swooping in on Nebraska. <laughs> all, like- right. <laughs> all right. Okay, very good. So thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been a terrible week. We've loved doing this podcast, though. Our ratings are incredible. You know, I just looked, we switched to a new podcast provider. Um, same same for you guys, the listeners, just a little different on the back end for us. And in the last week alone, we had, just the last episode, we had 30 different countries and all but five different states in the United States listening to this podcast. So it's we have a rocket global... ship to Pluto and beyond. <laughs> and, and Ultima Thule. And Ultima Thule. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's incredible. The countries that listen to us, we had a listener in Zambia this week. Oh, that was Gerald. Oh, what? <laughs> My friend's on vacation in Zambia. <laughs> the one who went to Myanmar. Now he's in Zambia. Okay. Well, Luxembourg. How's that? That's right. a little bit uh, more yeah. upscale. <laughs> okay. So why don't you add yourself to that list? Um, please, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all those podcast things. And most importantly, Rachel. Tell your friends. Yeah. Talk to humans in real life. Talk to them. Say that you like us. <laughs> Everyone's making resolutions to find new podcasts. So, so find us. Find and- us if you haven't already. I guess that's a little circular logic if you're here. <laughs> You've heard us already. Okay, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. Terrible week. Wonderful podcast. This has been This Week in No. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can talk about nothing. Shoot the shit. We got